Psalms 142. Uh, many commentators say it is the prayer of a distressed man. For we read here in verse number 2, David said, I showed before him my trouble. He said in verse number 3, when my spirit was overwhelmed. While in this psalm, the psalmist reports in just seven verses, many of his troubles. But I find what's interesting to me, a man that is distressed, a man that in Psalms 142 is full of trouble, I've find it interesting what he does in the midst of his trouble or in the midst of his overwhelmed spirit. Verse number 2, the Bible said, this is David here speaking, he said, I poured out my complaint before him. And in verse number 2, I showed before him my trouble. In other words, we could read it like this. David said, I poured out my complaint before God. He said, I showed before God my trouble. I was interested in what David said in verse number 2 when he said, I showed before Him my trouble. I was interested in the word showed there. How can... David show God his troubles when God knows everything and God uh, sees every step of David. How can David uh, show God uh, what God don't already know? Well, that word showed there in verse number 2 in the Hebrew means to manifest or to announce. So I find David when he's in trouble, I find David when his spirit is overwhelmed, I find him pursuing God, I find him going after God, and before God does David manifest his problems. And before God does David manifest and announce his trouble. You say, preacher, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. What we often do in our trouble, we often go to an individual and we pour out our heart and we pour out our complaint before another brother or another sister in Christ. Well, can I tell you, when David had no one else to turn to, when David in verse number 4 felt forsaken, David goes to one that never would leave his side. David it goes to one that will never, God never turned his back on David. And David said, Lord, I'm going to manifest my problems to you. Lord, I'm going to announce my problems to you. You know what David announced and manifested his problems to the only one that could do something about them. And the only one that cared about David's problem, David manifested and announced his trouble unto God. That word trouble there. In verse number 2, it means distress. It means tribulation. And it means affliction. So we find here in verse number 2, we find in verse number 2 that David would manifest his distress unto God. That David would manifest his tribulation 
unto God. You remember what Jesus said in John 16, verse 33? He said, in the world you shall have uh, tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer. He said, I have overcome the world. And what David's doing in verse number 2, when his spirit is overwhelmed, he's going before God in the presence of God, and he is manifesting and announcing his distress, and announcing his tribulation, and announcing his affliction before God. John Gill wrote this. He said, the best of men have their trouble." both within and without. And the way to be rid of them is to carry them to the Lord. And what do we find David doing in verse number 2? He's carrying his problems unto the Lord. He's carrying his distress. He's carrying his tribulation. He's carrying his affliction unto the Lord. He is doing exactly what Peter said in 1 Peter 5, verse number 7. He's casting all of his cares. He's casting all of his distress. He's casting all of his tribulation. He's casting all of his affliction upon one. And that is the Lord Himself. When David is in distress and faced with tribulation... And burdened down with affliction, do we find him pursuing God? David is doing exactly what God told us to do. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, when Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest. For your soul. Well, what's David doing when his soul's overwhelmed? When his soul's full of trouble and full of distress and affliction and heartache, we find David going to one and pursuing after one and casting all of his cares upon one. Why? Because the invitation's open. Jesus said, come unto me. Bring unto me all of your affliction. Bring unto me all of your distress. Bring unto me all of your trouble. I want to ask you this morning, is that what we're doing in a world full of trouble where, where, where trouble's all around us? Are we carrying it all to the Lord? I want to look just for a few moments on the great pursuit of David, the great pursuit of David, how to overcome, overwhelmed, is to pursue God, to run after Him. Notice here we find, first of all, I want to notice the position of David. The position of David. Well, it's here obvious that David is not in a castle by no means. For David here is in a cave. We notice here in Psalms 142 is a prayer of David when he was in a cave. The cave of Adam. Notice here, to flee. To flee. David's in this cave for one reason, because he's fleeing from the harassment of Saul. So do we find Psalms 142, David had so much trouble around him. David had so much trouble pursuing him. 
David has so much trouble coming after him that we find David here in a cave, away from people, away from his enemies, trying to get away from his problems, but his problems followed him. Can I tell you this morning, you won't get away from your problems. It don't matter how fast you can run or how fast an automobile you have. You and I cannot outrun our problems, but with our problems, we can run to him and we can run to God and that is exactly what we find David doing when he went to the cave he realized his problems was still there when David found himself in a cave he realized Saul was still pursuing him so David here is now pursuing after the Lord we notice his position that he is in a cave but notice how David in Psalms 142 goes into detail about his position how David goes into detail personal uh, personally about his uh, uh, position in this cave notice with me in verse number three we've already looked at it but notice David's position he said when my spirit was overwhelmed within me uh, this phrase here shows uh, and says that David is ready to sink uh, and to faint under the present affliction that David is weighted down from his problems he's overwhelmed he's weighted down with affliction he's weighted down with distress and trouble. We find here in verse number 6, David says, Attend unto my prayer, for I am brought very low. We find David's position in verse number 6, for David said, I am brought very low. David was brought very low in spirit. David was brought very low in great affliction. For the text showed David was weak and exhausted. I want to say today, if David, a man after God's own heart, can get overwhelmed with trouble, what makes you think that you and I can't get overwhelmed with trouble? What makes us think this morning that we cannot be brought low in great affliction? That you and I cannot become weak and exhausted from trouble, affliction, and distress. In verse number 7, David goes on and shows us his position. For he says in verse number 7, Bring my soul out of prison. Bring my soul out of prison. David here in Psalms 142 is not in prison physically. But he feels like spiritually that he is in prison. David feels as his distress and difficulties which surround the life of David that David feels as if he is in prison. David is surrounded and pressed on every side with trouble, heartache, and pain. For Saul was pursuing David. Not just Saul himself, but 3,000 other men was pursuing after David. Not to uplift him, but to bring him down. To slay him. To destroy him. Now I want to tell you this morning, that's exactly what the wicked men 
of our day wants to do to us. They want to destroy us. They want to bring us low and to slay us. Well, what do we do? We do not go hide in a corner, but we pursue after one. We pursue after God. We run after Him. In verse number 4, we find David's position once more in the midst of his trouble and and when his spirit is overwhelmed. David said in verse number 4, he said, I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that knew me. David realized there was not another man. David had about 600 men in that cave with him. And David said in verse 4, he said, I looked on my right hand and he said, I beheld, but there was no man. Notice here, that would know me. In other words, David says, I looked to my right hand and I realized there's other men around me. But they don't know the affliction that I'm going through. They don't know the heartache and the pain that is within me. Can I tell you this morning, there's a church full of people this morning. You can look to the right and to the left and see Him in front and behind. But they don't know the inner affliction that you are going through. And they never will. And I never will. But can I tell you this morning, there's one in heaven that knows exactly what you're going through. He knows you inside and out. He knows the very burdens that you're bearing. He knows the affliction you brought in the door. He knows the weight you brought in behind you. And He is the only one that's able to help. And David said in verse number 4, when he felt forsaken and he felt that no man was around, David said, there was no man that would know me. He said, refuge failed me. In other words, David said, man's strength failed me. And I want to tell you, if man's strength failed David in Psalms 142, I want to tell you something today, man's strength will fail you in 2021. Man's man's strength cannot uphold you and get you through the affliction that you and I may go through or the trouble or pain that you and I may go through. But can I tell you, the strength of God, the refuge of God will never fail you. We find David said in verse number 4 that refuge failed him. But in verse number 5, he's calling on refuge that does not fail. He's calling on refuge that will not let him down. And that is the Lord. Notice here what he said in verse number 4. No man cared for my soul. So we find here David of course Of course, David is overwhelmed. Of course, David is overwhelmed with trouble, distress, and pain. But can I tell you what we find him doing? We find him running to God. We find him going to one that cares for him. When no other man cared for his soul, God, David knew there was a God in heaven that cared for him. So notice here, we find David in verse number 4. Now this here, I like it, it's interesting. Notice the words in verse number 4 when David said, I looked on my right hand and beheld. But there was no man that would know me. David said, refuge failed me and no man cared for my soul. You ever felt like that this morning? You ever been overwhelmed with trouble 
overwhelmed with distress that you feel like that? Well, I have this morning. And if you're honest with yourself, there's been one point in your life at least that you felt like that. We ask the question, what do we do when we feel like this in verse number 4? What do we do when we feel like we're forsooken? What do we feel like when no man cares for us? We do exactly what David did. We find David's position put him to pursue God in prayer. Look at verse number 5. David said, I cried unto thee, O Lord. When David felt as if every man forsook him, no one cared for him, David's position put him in a position to pray. David's trouble put him in a position to pray. David's distress put him in a position to pray. David's affliction put him in a position to pray. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying oftentimes God will allow us to be put in distress. God will allow us to be overwhelmed. God will allow us to be put in a position where all we can do is pray. I want to tell you something. There's something special about David's prayer in Psalms chapter number 142. For we look back in verse number 1. And David said, I cried unto thee, Lord, with my voice. David said, with my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. In verse number 5, David said it again. I cried unto thee, O Lord. The position that God allowed David to be in in Psalms chapter number 142 has driven him into a position in pursuing God in prayer. But there's something special about this prayer. When God puts one in this position, it's that David is no longer praying with pride, but David's on his knees in humble spirit, in a humble heart, praying unto God. I want to tell you something. When one cries out to God, the prayer's different. God sees a humble heart and God sees one that needs Him. And what we find David doing is David is praying unto the Lord in a humble manner, pursuing God's grace and pursuing God's mercy. You and I do not find David in verse number 1 and verse number 5 going to God in prayer, acting like God owes him something. For David knows that God does not owe him nothing. God can leave him there in the cave. God can allow Saul to slay David. And God don't owe him nothing, but David here is humble in his prayer, and he goes to God seeking God's grace and God's mercy. Now I want to tell you what you and I need in a spot when we're overwhelmed. Well, I'm going to tell you what we need today. We need God's grace and God's mercy on our life. We need God's grace and God's mercy on our country. I want to tell you, we may be facing dark days ahead. We may be like David and want to drive ourselves into a cave. 
But can I tell you with the Lord Jesus Christ, last time I looked, we're still on the winning side. David's not defeated in verse number five. David's not defeated in verse number four. Psalms 142 is not a psalm of defeat, but it is a psalm of praise and prayer of David, that when David felt outnumbered and David felt outpowered, there was one in heaven that had his eyes on David. We find David pursuing God in prayer. Notice here what it says in verse number 2. David said, I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. We find here that in verse number one, David's praying. In verse number two, David's prayer is changed from David pouring out his heart before God. I want to tell you, business will pick up when you come to God in prayer and you're pouring out your heart before Him. Why, preacher? Why, David's praying for grace and mercy? David's praying for God's strength to get him out of this cave and to get him back on higher ground. What we find David doing in verse number 2 when David said, I poured out my complaint before him. David poured out this prayer from his abundance heart and he left it. Notice here, here's the key of what David did in his prayer. And he left his troubles in God's hands. David said in verse number 2, he said, I poured out my complaint before him and I showed. David said, I manifested, I announced my distress, affliction, and tribulation before God. And here we find David praying in an abundance heart of faith. And David said, I'm leaving my trouble in God's hand. Can I tell you this morning, trouble in our hands will only become more trouble. Our hands don't know how to handle trouble. When you and I put our hands in our trouble, we'll have more trouble. But when we ask God to put His hands on our trouble, refuge is on the way. Help is on the way. Peace is on the way. And I want to tell you this morning, there's not one in this world, there's not one in this nation that His hands or her hands can take care of mine and your problems. It has to be God's hands being put on our problems. Man's hands will not take care of COVID-19, but God's hand can. And what you and I need to do is pray that, Lord, put your hands in my trouble. Lord, take my troubles and put them in your hands. That's what David here, I believe, is praying in verse number 2. We notice the position of David. We notice the prayer of David. But then we notice the power of David. Now, we must, take atten- we must take attention of David's power. Go with me, verse number 6. David said, Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. David said, Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. We notice David's power. It's real clear in verse number 6 that David had no power. It's real clear in verse number 6 that David confesses before God that he is weak. 
I'm reminded of what Paul wrote. He said, for when I am weak, then am I strong. Before David would ever come to realize the true strength of God, David had to realize that he was weak. David had to realize that he could not pursue Saul and pursue Saul's army alone. So notice here what David said in verse number 6. He said, Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Saul had with him 3,000 chosen men of Israel, men which were an expert at war. And in verse number 6, David is praying unto God and said, They're stronger than I. In that cave, David had 600 men with him. Saul had 3,000 men that pursued David. They was in high pursuit of David. And David has only 600 men. And David says to the Lord, they're stronger than I. Lord, deliver me from those persecutors. He said, for they're stronger than I. But we do see that David acknowledged that he was outnumbered. David acknowledged that he was outpowered. But what David did acknowledge more than that is that there was one more powerful than Saul's army. And that was the army of the living God. It did not matter that Saul had 3,000 men pursuing him. And David only had 600. Can I tell you this morning all through the Bible, God's people has been outnumbered. In man's eyes, it seemed like God's people has been outpowered. David here done drove himself in a cave. And David and God has done manifested before Saul. That Saul is not about one's power. It's not about one's number. For it was David that stepped down in the valley and fought Goliath of Gath and with just one little stone, God sunk it in the forehead of Goliath. And David said, Lord, I know I'm outnumbered. Lord, I know I'm outpowered. He said, but Lord, I know Saul will never outnumber you and Saul will never outpower you. And what we find David doing is David was seeking And David sought after God's power and God's strength in this time in his life. And David pursued God's strength. And David pursued God's power this time in his life. I want to ask you today, are you pursuing God's strength? Are you pursuing God's power? Lastly, and I'm done, the protection of David. The protection of David, verse number 5. He says, Thou art my refuge and my portion. God was a great shelter for David. And it did not matter, it did not matter if there was 3,000 men pursuing David or 30,000 men pursuing him. 
listen to me, they would never pierce through the refuge of David. They could have been 3,000, 300,000 men pursuing him. And they never would have pierced through this refuge of David. Why? Because his refuge was the Lord. David had God as his shelter. Notice here with me in verse number in verse number three. David said, When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then David said, Thou knewest my path. David had a refuge. David had a shelter which was the Lord. But there was something unique about this shelter. When many people think about a shelter, they think about a a bunker. For David said to the Lord in Psalms 18, he says, Thou art my bunker. Many people may be running to bunkers these days to find a place of safety and refuge. Can I tell you something that's unique about David's refuge? David said in verse number 3, he said, Then thou knewest my path. In every, in every moment, in every second of David's trouble and David's distress and David's tribulation, Was there a God in heaven that never took his eyes off of David? When David was in the cave, God's eyes was still on him. What's what's unique about David's refuge is that it moved wherever David moved. David would never escape this refuge. David would never run away from this refuge. And Saul's army would never pierce through this refuge. It was a refuge of God's eyes being on David. Are you thankful this morning that God's eyes are on His children? Yeah, you and I are in trouble. You and I are in distress, in affliction. But don't you ever think for one minute there's not a God in heaven that has His eyes on you. And when Jesus stands up... Business is about to pick up. When they stoned Stephen in Acts chapter number 7, the Bible says Jesus was standing beside the right hand of God. Now I want to tell you what God's doing here in David's troubles. God's eyes is on him. Everywhere the enemy drives David, God's eyes is right over him. It is a refuge that moves wherever David moves. Verse 5, he says, Thou art my refuge and my portion. That word portion, that word portion there, David says, in other words, that God's his soul, the soul satisfying one. And you think about it. David said in verse number 3, he said, When my spirit is overwhelmed, Then in verse number 5, For rather, David said, I looked on my right hand and beheld, but 
There was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me and no man cared for my soul. David said in verse number what? Six. In verse number uh, five rather he said, and my portion. David said, well my spirit's distressed or the inner man's distressed. David said, God, you're the one that satisfies the inner man. You're the one that satisfies the inner man. And here's what we find. When David said, when my spirit is overwhelmed, drove in a cave, 3,000 men, evil men, in pursuit of David, to kill David and to slay David. Do we find David in an overwhelmed spirit? In great pursuit... Saul, and I'm done. Saul and his armies was in great pursuit to slay David. But in the other hand, David was in great pursuit after God. How to overcome overwhelmed? You got to do the four things David did in Psalms 142. That is, David pursued God in prayer. He pursued God's power. He pursued God's protection. And David pursued God's presence. I want to ask you this day, what are you pursuing? What are you pursuing as we're standing all over God's church?